Sorry about the interruption, everybody. But hey, we're back. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. And we did hit a bit of a rocky patch, but we figured it out because we knew this rocky patch was going to come. We knew my son was going to be born. We didn't know that the class assignments were going to get all messed up and we would have to skip a week because I had nothing to talk about. But we're back. We are here. It is the 50th episode and we are excited. I'm excited. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about administration. We're going to wrap up our discussion on this class. We're going to talk about some of the things that happened over this past weekend with the birth of my son. And we're going to talk about what you can expect coming up this summer. And with that being said, let's get started because that's a lot to talk about. So yeah, ministry administration. It's a class. It's a TED Talk. It could have been an email. But it's done. It's over with. It's over, as Strong Bad used to end every episode of his letters with. Yeah, it's over. So what ended up happening two weeks ago now is that the final the final week of actual class homework was pushed back because of personal reasons for my professor. And so I ended up getting access you get granted access to week by week for the assignments and lectures and whatnot i ended up getting that friday night i was finally able to access it and it was all pushed forward for the due date and i was which was fine because that gave us more time to actually do the homework that's great but for the sake of doing a cl- an episode here i had no prep time what we ended up doing was we had Uh, a lecture on budgeting, on budgets, and handling meetings. And then we also had homework revolving around, we've been building as a class together, we have been building an ebook on uh, like an a ministry administration handbook, okay? And it's been interesting. I can't remember now if I talked about it all in the policies. I probably did in the policies, procedures, and other legal stuff episode. That should be the one right behind this one on the feed. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should go back and do that. But uh, it's been interesting learning about some of the legalese side of Christian ministry, talking about zoning laws and equal employment opportunity and other just legal things out there. There's some really interesting websites out there. There's whole church law offices just devoted to helping your church with your various law needs. So that was all very interesting, something that I learned uh, by doing this. And that was actually a helpful research to find out that, hey, these things do exist. So that was last weekend. So I... Even if I got the homework ahead of time, I don't know what I would have talked about other than I I posted this on the MSL Facebook page and also on my own personal Facebook page, and it did not go over well with either category. There was a line in the lecture notes uh, talking about budgeting where the professor wrote that you can't say that you have been 
trained at a graduate level without an understanding of money and how it affects ministry, which is true. I, I, I will grant that. Like, yeah, it, it makes sense that you would know to some degree the budget the budget you should know the budget to some degree if if you're a senior pastor if you're the the finance guy at the church you absolutely need to know how the budget is doing but you need you know you need to have some working knowledge of finances okay fine the problem is and this was the the punchline to the post that I put up on Facebook is that, you know, I put this quote up there and then I said, said to me in my graduate class where I will not, or said to me in my graduate program where I will not be taking any courses in Greek, Hebrew, apologetics, counseling, and I named church history. And I think there was one or two other ones that I named off as well. It's like, I, I'm, I'm being told how to, how to, write a budget. I'm being told how to create visually pleasing graphics. I will not be taking Hebrew. I will not be taking any counseling courses. I will not be taking apologetics or church history. Like I, I got nothing. I got none of that. But I can say that I've been trained at a graduate level because I have completed working. Uh, I have completed this course and I know how to make a budget and what, you know, what a policy and a procedure is. Here's the thing. I don't want to, although the class in of itself wasn't great, definitely the bottom of the list for the series that we have done here on the show, but like the information is valuable in knowing where to find it, in knowing the differences. The problem is, A, like I've said before, this was really like a two-week stint in a larger class, I would say. But also, you just look at what could have been. You look at the could have been. I could have taken a church history class. I could have taken apologetics or counseling or Hebrew. You know, I could have taken these other courses. But this was what was deemed, this was slotted over those other classes. And that's... I think bothersome. I think Christian higher education needs to be more well-rounded. And I know it's hard. I mean, there's a reason why, there's many reasons why I'm not working on an MDiv because I don't have the time or the finances to take all of the classes. I wish I could. But it seems like at least at the MA level, maybe we'll load the, these need to be loaded more with information about not even information about, sorry, about classes that deal with these meteor subjects. I don't know. I don't know. It's behind me now. The final is, uh, the final was 21 questions. I'm just really hoping I pass this class. I do not want to have to take this course again. I don't think I'm in jeopardy of taking this course again. I just always worry about grades. I, I'm scared to death to, tech, to check my grades. I hate, I hate it. <laughs> I don't like doing it. So I, I don't even know. I don't think I've even checked my grades yet for systematic theology too. Should probably do that. Anyway, yeah, so I really hope I don't have to retake this course. I don't want to. I don't think I, you know, I don't think 
I did poorly on the assignments. I don't, I think I took things as seriously as I could. I just, a lot of, it's over. That's all I just keep telling myself is that it's over. It's done. Don't have to worry about it. So I, it's a good thing other things happen because that means this whole episode would be approximately eight minutes long. So let's talk about something else. Ministry administration's done. Let's move on. So the other reason why we didn't have a, an episode last week, we had an, a two-week interruption before our 50th episode and wrapping this all up is because Saturday, my son was born. And I am happy to report that Cooper is doing well. Everything has checked out well so far. He was in uh, NICU briefly, but he it, but it was just as a precaution everything is good. Mama is doing well too. She's been battling uh, some headaches postpartum, but she, uh, it's funny. She's gone from, she was told to get off of caffeine, no more caffeine when she was pregnant because it was messing with her anxiety. So she would have like like a half-calf latte or sip a bottle of Diet Coke throughout the day. Uh, now she's guzzling caffeine and it's ba- barely having an effect on the anxiety. It's amazing. Like cold brews from Starbucks, Diet Cokes all day long. It's amazing what the body can handle now. Anyway, I'm doing fine myself. Uh, n- normally no one cares after you get past mom and baby, but I- I'm doing okay. If, if For anyone who is actually curious, I... Uh, Everyone told me that sleeping on the hospital bed couch is not the best thing in the world. But I got to tell you, I was so exhausted. It, I could have slept on the floor. Like I, I was, I slept fine every night. It's been an adjustment, obviously, having a little one who sleeps every, sleeps and wakes up every four hours. But uh, it's been good. It's been good. We've had some moments of, oh my gosh, kids, stop screaming and just fall asleep. And we've had some moments of, you know what, I'm just going to pick up my kid and watch cartoons on the couch with him because I want to. I just want to snug my baby. It's been great. Um, interesting experiences in the hospital. It's weird being in the delivery room. I can tell you that much because <laughs> it's so weird being in the delivery room, guys. Like Claire is the centerpiece and she has very simple instructions. They're important instructions, but she has instructions, push, you know, and there's, there's more to it than just push. Like there's ways, there's a way she's supposed to, but whatever. And then you have all, you have the doctor and all these nurses like parading in full, you know, face mask and medical garb. And they roll out the table with all the instruments on it and they pull back, pull back the curtain off of it. And it's all perfectly laid out like in the TV shows and in the movies. And that one of the, I think the doctor even said, wow, it never looks like this, but it looked like it. And then there's me, like everyone is so prepped, so prepared doing their job. And then there's me in jeans and a t-shirt and my vans. And I just grabbed my face mask to put it on almost more at, not even as a precaution for sickness. It was more so just to like help me feel like I kind of knew what I was doing. And early on I was kind of helping, but by the end I was just standing down there by Claire, just holding her and telling her she was doing a great job and everything was going to be okay. And everything was, everything was okay. You get a celebration dinner at the hospital that we delivered at. I don't know if that's a universal thing at all all hospitals, but we got a 
We got a celebration dinner, a nice ribeye steak with potatoes and salad and fancy cupcakes and a bottle of sparkling grape juice. It was delicious. It's the best meal we had when it came to hospital cafeteria food. Hospital cafeteria food, I can now say from experience, it again, at least at the hospital we were at, breakfast was about the best meal of the day. I had some good breakfast items. They had these great donuts, which I'm pretty sure were just frozen thaw and serve donuts, but they were they were really good. Really good breakfast sandwiches most mornings. I had an English muffin one. I had one on a on a croissant roll. I mean, it was good stuff there. Last breakfast I had there, biscuits and gravy, which the biscuits and gravy totally came from my my former job like I, I totally know where they came from but you know what it's good gravy it's really good gravy from a can I can tell you that much so had that for breakfast breakfast was about the best meal of the day thankfully dinner time you know we had our celebration dinner one night I think there was another night people brought us uh, my brother-in-law brought us dinner one of the nights so we didn't really have dinner there very often lunch was really hit or miss I would order the room room service for Claire and it would either take like five minutes or two hours for her to get her food. And then for me, I would go down to the cafeteria and it would either be just like a really basic hamburger or I think one day was chili dogs, which that was pretty good. One day they had mozzarella sticks, which was awesome. (laughs) I did not anticipate that. So I had some mozzarella sticks with my lunch. Um, Slice of blueberry pie one day. That was pretty good. I like blueberry pie. So I I got a slice of blueberry pie one day. Um, I I, I ate a lot in the cafeteria, mainly because, you know, you you don't have that luxury of being at home and just grabbing a bag of chips when you need a snack or something. So I, I've been, uh, I I loaded up when I would go to the cafeteria for meals to avoid snack issues. We've been home since Tuesday. Claire got to a place where she felt comfortable coming home and also was just tired of the cafeteria food. So we came home on Tuesday. Uh, We've had some great people from our church bring us meals. We've had tacos twice, Domino's pizza, and noodles and company so far. So that's been fun. (laughs) Uh, I don't think, I think tonight we're just having leftovers or maybe I'll run out and pick us up something tomorrow. One of our friends is bringing us food again, meal trains. They're awesome. It's going to be a lot of Mexican food too, because (laughs) that's what people know that we like and Claire's gluten-free. So people know it's easy to make gluten-free tacos. Just buy corn shells. That's it. Just buy corn shells. It's the easiest thing in the world. We've been, so yeah, that's, like I said, baby's been doing fine. He's asleep right now. He's probably going to wake up by the time I'm done doing this for his next round of changing and bottle and burping and all the baby stuff. Obviously having a kid changes things. So we'll see what happens with the show. If I have to rearrange things and episodes start coming out on different days or whatever, but For now, we will still plan on every Saturday morning, you'll be able to find your favorite seminary-themed show on your favorite podcast platform. I will give you updates if anything changes. And on that note, let's talk a little bit about changes and what's coming up for the summer. First off, um, 
We do have a class this summer, and if I remember correctly, it is ministry communication or something like that. I don't know. I might be setting myself up for another round of ministry administration, to be honest, based off of that title. That is going to come on the second half of the semester. So what we're going to do for the first half of the semester, starting next Saturday, we're going to do a series on college stories. I'm going to tell you my experience in college. College was one of my favorite times in my life right now. It was the best three years of my life. Um, And it does play a factor into the story of the rest of my life of eventually how I started and stopped seminary one time and then started seminary a second time, how I met Claire, how I have a kid. Like, you know, this, this is a pivotal point in the story. I can't remember what was the phrase they kept using on Loki. It's a fixed a fixed point in the timeline, like me going to college has to be a fixed point in the timeline in order to get to where we're at right now. So each week, I'm going to tell you a story, walk you through my college experience, tell you about the high points of, you know, being accepted to the low struggles of being a growth group leader to the smashing pumpkin story. Because despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in this cage. So it's going to be a fun time. Several We're going to do several weeks of that. We also have two guests lined up for this as well. Later this month or early June, Joshua Knoll is going to be back on the show to share some of his college stories because he called dibs. So we're just I'm just going to honor the dibs system and bring him back on to tell us some witty stories from his college days. Should be a lot of fun. And then I sometime in June, I think it's in mid-June, it is scheduled that my best friend from college, Dr. Jonathan Roy, I can call him a doctor now because he just graduated. Checks time. He's graduating like later today. Dr. Jonathan Roy is going to be on the show to just embarrass me and tell all the really embarrassing stories from college. It's going to be so fun. Like I'm the stories I'm going to tell is going to weave a narrative of how we get from college to where we are to where I am now, you know, and talk about the struggles, the God moments, all that type of stuff. My conversation with Jonathan is just going to be us just shooting the talk, you know, just, just, just being guys talking about, dance music videos and other silly things i'm just gonna uh, weird art galleries showings that we went to i'm just gonna leave leave it at that so that's what you can anticipate going into this summer a series of college stories and then we'll be starting ministry communication later on probably sometime july i think is when that starts up after that there is tentatively planned a summer special. We'll see if that comes out or not. It's in the books, kind of. The big change that is coming, though, that we are looking that I'm looking forward to is I have started test marketing and doing research on launching a Patreon and launching a merch store. 
So Patreon, again, if you're unfamiliar with it, is similar to a PBS pledge drive where you will pledge to support the show for so much money a month. And in return, you're given perks. Okay. And there's going to be stretch goals as well that when we hit these different marks, it's going to uh, activate, activate. That sounds cool. It's going to activate more perks for everybody, more shows, more this, that, and the other thing. It's going to be good. So that's what's on the horizon for this. What's coming up a little bit there, more information coming soon on Patreon. It's a, I've heard it's a long haul to actually sit down and get it all started. So that might not be coming until June-ish is the tentative timeline. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, though, we will be I will be launching a merch store through Teespring. Teespring, where you can get my seminary life logo gear, t-shirts, water bottles, socks, fanny packs, and a whole bunch of other stuff that would be really weird if I offered it as a Christian podcast. You know, other podcasts can offer ladies undergarments for that's literally an option. I cannot. I I shouldn't. I shouldn't? I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't offer that. But that's an option. Um, That could be an option. Um, But, you know, the normal stuff, t-shirts, face masks, you know, we'll see what I end up going with. Most of it's going to be logo wear. Just got the show logo on it. I'm brainstorming a couple other ideas. I might have to outsource designing a little bit. Um, But... I'm excited. I think it'll be cool to have a mug with my show's logo on it. It's really why I'm doing this. I just want a, a, a mug with my show's logo on it. Well, hey, if you've hung in here for this special 50th episode, thanks. I appreciate that. And I would really appreciate it if you took the time to go over to your favorite podcast platform that you're listening to this show on, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Rate and review it. Trick the algorithm into thinking that this show is the most important show in the world. Do it. Do it. Do it. Anyway. Or tell a friend about this show get them interested, get them hooked. I want you to get them addicted to us. Okay. Get us, get them addicted to this show. It's, it's fun. (laughs) Please tell them this show is fun. And after you have done those things, make sure that you're following the show on social media, Instagram and Facebook at my seminary life pod. You can also contact the show, email seminarylife at gmail.com or go over to our profile on Anchor and leave a voice memo. Sliding into the DMs works too. That actually seems to be people's preferred way of contacting me. But hey, you can email the show, email seminarylife at gmail.com. I think that is it for all the business, business, business. Originally, I was going to take a week off in between ministry administration and college stories but because we got interrupted there for two weeks we're just going to come right back next week with the first installment of college stories where i will talk about why i chose the college i went to and the events leading up to that and yeah it's gonna be fun tune back in next week and as always keep on studying (music) 